0: Michigan State 70, Rutgers 57, the boys get a big win thanks to great performances by the big three plus bench player Jackson Kohler with a career game. We talk about all of it and then we get a vibe check from you the fans and we don't leave you hanging for this weekend's game against Indiana either. We break down the Hoosiers at the end of the show. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Barton family. Today's episode is brought to you by two things. The first, hey, Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. It's Bet Online where the game starts. And the second thing this episode is brought to you by is <sighs> a giant sigh of relief because that was an important game. That was a big game. Michigan State gets off a two game schneid with a good opponent at home. That might be a quad one win when it gets to tournament seeding time. And you're not going to get a lot of quad one home games from here on out. And man, oh man, is it nice to win one of those games against a top 25 team without Malik Hall. And also with the really weird thing going on in the game as well. Let's just get right into it. Let's stop wasting time. Um, Look, Rutgers had, what was it, 18 offensive rebounds. Do you know how hard it is to win a game? In basketball, when you're seeing the other team grab 18 offensive rebounds, Uh, not easy, 15 second chance points from Rutgers. Uh, I tried to look it up, the record uh, for offensive rebounds against the Michigan State team, it was not in the media guide, but oh my, uh, 18 offensive boards is a lot. Michigan State also starts the game down 14-5. to Flashbacks of the Purdue start to that game, but unlike the Purdue game, Michigan State got it Done. Uh, massive performance by the big three here. Of course, we're talking AJ Hogard, Tyson Walker, Joey Hauser, the, the the trio that needs to have big games every single night. While Malik Hall is rehabbing that foot injury, and look, just like we said, down fourteen to five against a really, really good. I, no, no, not not good. An elite defensive team that Rutgers is. And Michigan State claws back in the first half. They get 23 combined points from Hauser, Hogard, and Walker to take a 36-30 lead into the locker room at halftime. And my favorite stat from the first half was Tyson Walker steals. All right, He had three steals in the first half, four on the game as a whole. And overall, 12-point scoring from Mr. Tyson Walker, including three of five shooting from three-point land. Ever since the calendar has hit 2023, ever since the month of January started. Tyson Walker is shooting above 50% from three-point land. That is over six games. He is shooting 15 of 28 for a cool percentage of 54%. Uh, That's not the last time you're going to hear this number in this recap, by the way. Uh, AJ Hoggard, game-high 16 points. Third time, he has hit multiple threes in a game this season. He also had seven assists. Four turnovers as well, and that's something that we've really applauded Hogard with uh, as of late, is taking care of the ball. Four turnovers is not taking care of the ball, but look, Rutgers is one of the best teams in the country at turning other teams over, so A, you won, so I'm not going to cry too much about it, and B, that's just Rutgers basketball. That's kind of what they do. I don't think that this will be a trend that continues too far into the season, but if it is, okay, th- then we'll panic them, but for now... Great game by A.J. Hogard and also Joey Hauser. It's a casual 13.6 rebounds, 4 assists game, 3 of 4 from behind the arc. That rounds out the big three that Coach Steve Peichel talked about after the game for Michigan State. Now let's talk about the man of the hour coming off the bench, freshman Jackson Kohler. This kid told two narratives that they can go pound sand and it has been two narratives that we've been kind of beaten into the ground here on this program and the first one is look the big man play hasn't been great this season I mean this isn't a hot take you've probably have observed this as well if you have at least one functioning eyeball it hasn't been anything to write home about and then also, uh, the other narrative, too, is that, whoa, man, hey, Malik Hall is out. We're going to need some help from the bench here. We've gotten none of that in the Illinois game, the Purdue game, just seven combined bench points in those two games. Okay, tonight the Spartans, 16 points off the bench, 12 of them from Jackson. Kohler, team high 11 rebounds as well. In a night where no one in a Michigan State uniform had any interest in rebounding, it was Jackson Kohler 23 minutes off the bench, grabbing 11 rebounds to have his first career double double. And also, let's talk about his defense too, which is something that we have not talked about with Joey, he- or sorry, Jackson Kohler at all this year is his defense three blocks. Three blocks. That is an incredible game from Jackson Kohler. And honestly, where did this confidence come from? And I that, I asked that question in a few ways because, quite bluntly, I, he had no reason to play this confidently in this game. His last five games, two combined points. Two points over the last five games. Uh, it was not going well for him in this stretch in Big Ten play. He came into tonight with Moxie. He was putting up shots early. He even jacked up a three-pointer, which in high school, you know, he could do. But is that the shot that Izzo wants him to take? No, not necessarily. But then again, I think he was playing like a kid that knew that he can kind of maybe take those shots because, well, he knew the centers behind him were not going to get put back into the game because they were not rebounding. And Jackson Kohler, was So yes, uh, Michigan State got blitzed on the boards. I'll say it again, Rutgers 18 offensive rebounds, but Jackson Collard gets in there, not just mitigates the damage on the defensive boards, but also uh, just great offensive game as well. Definitely uh, by far his best game as a Spartan and uh, really overall for MSU. You're going to enjoy this 54% shooting from three. Uh, Jaden Akins, AJ Hogar, Joey Hauser, and Tyson Walker all made three three-pointers. And this is the first time this season a team has shot north of 50% against Rutgers. Uh, heading into this game, Rutgers held their opponents at 28.2% shooting from three-point land. That's not good. That's not great. That is elite. That is 11th best in the country. And Michigan State said, we don't care about that. Uh, We're going to move the ball around. We are going to set off-ball picks. I just love the movement from Michigan State's ball. uh, 19 assists on 26 made baskets. So, yes, that is how you break the trend right there. You get this ball in motion. And, well, finding the bottom of the hoop doesn't hurt either. And speaking of shooting... And, well, I, this isn't speaking of good shooting. It's quite the opposite. Michigan State got pretty fortunate, too, with how Rutgers was shooting the ball. Uh, 1 of 10 from three-point land in the first half. On the whole game, just 2 of 17 from behind the arc. And then that second three-pointer was with 10 seconds left. When the game was already over. Or apparently over to most people. I don't. Steve Peichel calling timeouts with 30 seconds left. Down 13 points. Uh, he's... Lucky that Juan Howard didn't come down from the rafters and sucker punch him. But yeah, so essentially over for most people. But yeah, so we'll call it one of 16 shooting from Rutgers. Which I guess, okay, anytime a Division I team shoots one of 16, it's surprising. No question about that. Um, but they were not good going into this game. They were 272nd in the nation at shooting the three-point ball. And also, uh, when you have... A guy like Cam Spencer, who was coming off of back-to-back 20-plus point games, just missing open looks. Okay, it's very clearly not Rutgers' day, and I would love to just, hey, woohoo, yeah, great job on the perimeter defense, Michigan State. I'd love to champion that as much as anyone else, but it wasn't always the case in the first half. Those were some point-blank, wide-open looks that Rutgers was getting, but hey, it's hard playing on the road. It's hard playing in front of the is zone it's hard playing at Breslin Center. So, yes, that is a home crowd defense right there from behind the arc. I don't get mistaken. I mean, Michigan State did have some good moments defending the three-point ball. But, yeah, just fortunate with Michigan State's three-point shooting and Rutgers' well, lack of three-point shooting. So, this puts Michigan State at 13-6 and six overall, 5-3 in the Big Ten. And, as you know, hey, home – or, sorry – at Indiana on Sunday, and then it's home against Iowa for your next two games. And uh, look what this game meant. Before the game, you were a seven seed in a lot of bracketologies that I looked at beforehand. This stops the slip in that eight-nine area, but hey, you could really get yourself back up into good standing, maybe on a six line if you win Sunday. Uh, we're gonna get to that in the third segment. But next. Let's see where you guys are at as a fan base in the midst of this stretch without Malik Hall. But first, hey, just need to talk your ear off about betonline.net. Woo! Gang, it's going to be a great weekend of football, college basketball, just all sports. And you can find all of the lines, the trends, the action, the props, the futures, all the fun stuff that BetOnline has to offer because they are your number one source for your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season. Why did I just read college bowl season that ended weeks ago? Anyway, they've got it all covered at BetOnline.net. You know what? Yeah, college bowl season. You could bet on next year's national title winner. BetOnline.net. That's right. Save that one. Uh, if you love sports podcasts as well, you could even find more of those at BetOnline as well. We are always the fastest and easiest way to get in on all of the sports betting action. So what are you waiting for? Head to the website today. Use your mobile device. Learn more about the trends and action. That is at Bet Online, where the game starts. And let's start this second segment here with a graphic that we have not seen in a while. Yes, we are going to get a vibe check on the season. Uh, For those listening on the podcast, right in front of me, I have a let's get a vibe check graph from the fan base. And it goes 1 to 7. Okay, one is that you're feeling incredible about this season. Final four flights and hotels are booked. Uh, Number seven is spiraling. It's completely out of control, but just for example, like number two is everything is awesome. Number three, I genuinely feel good, or I genuinely look forward to these games. You know how it is. If you're a four, you're in the middle. If you're a one, you're doing great. A seven, you're just doing anything but great. So... We asked the beautiful people on Twitter, hey, how you feeling so far? Let's get a vibe check. So let's hear from you guys because sometimes I feel like I'm in my own echo chamber. You know, I was getting a little skittish about a March Madness. Maybe this will be another dramatic selection Sunday. I can't handle that. Some people are saying you're ridiculous. Calm down. So let's just throw it out here. After a big win that gets off the two-game losing streak without Malik Hall still, How are we feeling as a fan base? And let's kick this off with someone that actually didn't even answer the question. So how about that for a starting point? This is from Spartan Dog, who writes, I don't know where I fall on this scale, but let me say that if this team is healthy going into March, this is one of those seven seed to final four kind of teams. And God, is it hard to disagree with that? You know, maybe I'm prisoner of the moment after a home win against a Rutgers team that just shot the ball awfully you know but maybe I'm not because I'm watching now I was I was gonna say maybe the best guard duo in the big Ten but I don't even think there's much maybe I think it just is the best guard duo in the big Ten with Tyson Walker with AJ Hogard uh, Joey Hauser can get hot. he's been having a really good year let's see you do get Malik Hall back for March. Yeah, like that—that that can be a Final Four team. Now, I, I want to make it clear: I'm not expecting them to be a Final Four team, but yeah, maybe this is a 2015 team that has the right core three players that get hot at the end that are also as skilled as they are experienced. I—I I, I don't hate that and wins like we saw tonight. Really? Uh, God, it, it, it doesn't help calm that thought down in the back of your head at all. Thomas writes, solidly at a 3. And I think the majority of people were at a 3 on a scale of 1 to 7. So they're just a tick above being fine, just like Thomas, who writes, the most determined squad I've seen since nineteen, uh, the 19 and 20 season. Also very excited to go to Sunday's game in person very jealous of that i have to get to assembly hall one of these days Uh, that is the hardest place to play in the big 10 in my opinion it's either that or west lafayette and then breslin center um tied for you know 1a 1b 1c regardless i want to parlay that into what jimmy wrote as well he is between a two and a three happy with how hard they play sometimes frustrated by seemingly long stretches they aren't good offensively um yeah that's College basketball, you know, for the most part. There are a handful of teams that really don't have issues where you go long stretches offensively without a bucket. But, look, what is different this year is that you have guys that are taking over now um, when things are getting tough. I feel like it was last year and even maybe the year before that as well. Okay, uh, not looking too great when the times get tough. Everyone's just kind of looking at each other. There's no it guy. There's an it guy now. Maybe even to it, guys, if you want A.J. Hogard and Tyson Walker to be splitting the duties. But I and mean, we've seen that so far this season. Uh, we saw it against Purdue, actually. Michigan State was down early in that first half. And Tyson Walker and A.J. Hogard, they said, all right, fine. Uh, everyone get on the bus. We'll, we'll drive you to where you have to be. And they went on a 9-1 run by themselves. Uh, if you want to include that uh, Tyson Walker's three-pointer at the end of the half, in the last 14 points of that half against Purdue... Tyson Walker, A.J. Hogarth scored 12 of them. Uh, We saw the guards, you know, have closing time moments against Wisconsin. A.J. Hogarth had that late bucket against Michigan to really ice the game. So, yes, uh, they do have these stretches where they don't score, but also at least you can ID the guys that are going to get you out of that stretch. Um, It's kind of akin to the, hey, who has the last shot at the end of the game conversation that every team likes to have every season. But in the middle of the game when the going gets tough, You need someone or two people, and Michigan State has those guys in their backcourt. So, yeah, that's 100% necessary for uh, a season that you want to continue as late into March as possible. Cody writes in, I'm at a genuinely look forward to game days. All right, he's feeling good about this team. I love this team. They can compete with any team in the country and are resilient with the way they have fought through injuries. You got that right. Uh, My ranking would be higher if Mahdi didn't just get owned on the boards and if Hall was healthy. That's fair. That's beyond fair. And I I do want to you know maybe bring up a bucket of cold water (laughs) during this victory podcast, but yeah, look, look, Michigan State was very fortunate that they shot 54% from three-point land and also had a career day from a bench player to make the rebounding not an issue. And no, every game the other team isn't going to get 18 offensive rebounds, but we're seeing as the season goes along that maybe we were a little catfished, so to speak, against Gonzaga and against Kentucky, where Amadi looked like a first-team All-Big Ten player those games seem really, really long ago because it has been domination on the boards, in the post, and not for the good guys, not not for us. And look, it brings me no joy to say that. I don't like ripping on Maddie because he's a tough kid. I mean, he played a game and a half with stitches in his eye. He's quite literally, quite literally getting thrown around the court in some of these games and having fouls called against him for that. But I digress. But, oh, it's just not... Getting there, And that's why Jackson Kohler plays the majority of the minutes tonight is because, well, he was able to get stuff done in the post on the rebounding glass. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that is your bucket of cold water. Great win. It was awesome. You are very fortunate, though, that Jackson Col- Kohler balled out of his mind and that you shot above 50% from three because those are lingering issues in the post. Those are those are lingering issues. Um, Rocky writes, he is a three. Kohler looked great. Cooper has looked good recently. That is very correct. Uh, Gonna need those guys to step up with Hall out. Also, does Kohler start over Sissoko now? Or is one game not enough? I cannot fault Rocky for thinking this. I cannot fault anyone for thinking that, you know, Kohler should, hey, maybe he gets to start next game because of how much effort and, well, boxing out he showed on the glass. Me personally... I think one game is not enough. Uh, again, you know, Kohler did have that five-game stretch beforehand where he just had two points. This was an awesome step in the right direction. I just want to see maybe a little more of that before you just throw him into the starting lineup. But then again, maybe the starting lineup isn't as big of a conversation as we all think it is because at the end of the day, Kohler played 23 minutes. All right, Mati Sissoko played 16. Izzo's not afraid to make that switch mid-game and say, all right, you're our de facto starting big man now the rest of this game because, well, yeah, you're doing the things that we want you to do. So no, I think it's going to be Sissoko starting against Indiana. I think it should be Sissoko starting just because you don't want to destroy the kid's psyche entirely, but yeah, I can't fault anyone for, you know, having those thoughts because wow, Jackson played great. And uh, on the other end, it's been not so great. Uh, And to round this out, Jack says he is a three. That's right. Three was a popular number for this one. Uh, I just like the squad. Are we elite? No. Can we win any game we play? Yes. We have good veteran play and lots of promising young guys. Best I felt about the program since March, 2020. Second person to say that. Um, Yeah. You know what? Like this is such a, Oh God, like a non-analytical look at this team, but like you just do like this team right I mean like of course we like every Michigan State team that plays you know we all love our Spartans these kids that are trying hard but man I mean it is just fun to watch these guys and just to see just the edge they play with too you know a little bit of cockiness to them and not for not earning it like it deserved cockiness Uh, from AJ um, sometimes Malik Hall when he's healthy so yeah, it's, it's just nice to have a change of pace here, and it feels like a chapter has turned from the last two years of the Izzo era to, okay, a new chapter that might bleed into next year, depending on who does and does not return. So it's just a fun team. I know it's such like a weird candy, belief, rah-rah way of looking at things, but it's just, fun. it's just fun watching these guys. So, yeah, take that for, for what you want. If you don't want to take any of it, be my guest, but if you, if you love this team, too, just, you know, excited to watch them when you wake up in the morning. Let's go. Let's ride. Couldn't always say that the last few years. Uh We will be back talking about the Indiana game here in a hot segment. Need to talk your ear off about Built Bar. That's right. Hey, if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, well, you already know what we got for you. We got Built Bar. Most of these Built Bars, just 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, but yet a whopping 17 grams of protein. You're not going to feel weighed down. You're not going to feel jittery. You're going to feel energized and light doing your workouts, going to the office, uh, shopping at the mall. Whatever you want to do after you eat your built Bar, go for it, and go for it feeling right. And speaking of feeling right, hey, your taste buds are going to feel right with their flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. And you're going to feel especially right with the convenience of finding built Bars because, hey, look the internet's nice you can go on built.com to snag some of these built bars but if you're out and about if you're at Walgreens or if you're at or sorry if you're at Walmart or if you're at Sam's Club go get yourself some built bars they're on the physical shelves as well so yes Sam's Club Walmart built.com stock up on those built bars and get your body feeling right All right, it's going to be a Sunday afternoon showdown Michigan State at Indiana. Classic matchup between these two teams, and I will be transparent. I'm recording during the Indiana-Illinois game, so no, I do not know the outcome of that game. But what I do know is that Indiana was beating the brakes off of Illinois going into halftime on the road. So, yeah, Indiana was not looking good for a little bit here. Actually, the latest odds that we saw to win the Big Ten, Indiana was like fourth to lowest odds to win this thing. They were not looking good. They were on a schneid. You saw Michigan State was on a little schneid. They were on a capital schneid right there. But, hey, you know what? They're on the mend. They they blew the doors off of Wisconsin at home, and everything looks like they are going to win against Illinois here. So let's look at what Indiana is good and bad at. So the good... We're going to get started off with this. Uh they have the eighth best effective field goal percentage in the country, all right, at 56%. So yes, they can shoot it a little bit and that also goes beyond the arc. They are 37.1% from three-point land. That's 43rd in the country. And then their two-point field goal percentage is 56.1%, which is top 20. And who helps that field goal percentage in two-point land is Trace Jackson Davis. Yes, the guy who has been here since the Bobby Knight era. I, I swear he posted up on Paul Davis back in the day, but I, here we are doing this for another year. And here we are doing his stats for another year. Uh, 17 points, 10 rebounds a game. But what's different this year with Trace Jackson Davis, 3.4 assists per game. You can't just collapse on this guy and double-team him like he used to. His eyes are so much better from his junior year to this season. Almost two more assists per game this year. And also, on the defensive end, it's no picnic either with Jackson Davis. 2.9 blocks per game. That is best in the Big Ten. Now, moving on from a 24th-year senior to a true freshman that is shining for the Hoosiers. Jalen hood shafino double figures in his last eight games going into the Illinois game including a 33-point performance in a loss against Northwestern. Five-star kid, look top 25 kid, coming out of high school. Six-foot-six guard, can shoot the three at 44%. Averages four assists per game. But what state fans will like hearing is that he turns the ball over 3.1 times per game. So, really good offensively, physically gifted, has a nice shooting stroke, but gets a little dicey with that ball sometimes. And then the third player I want to highlight, Is Miller Kopp, his second year with Indiana, he started his career at Northwestern. 45% shooter from three, which is well above his career average. He was usually in the mid-30% or percentile, I should say. Now he's shooting 45% from three-point land. So now what is the bad with Indiana? Why on Joe Lenardi's bracketology are they one of the the last four buys? Hmm. That's odd. This team seems to be doing really good. Uh, what, where has it all gone wrong? Well, okay. Being 2-4 and four in Big Ten play going into the Illinois game, so we'll call it 3-4 and four if they did beat Illinois, uh, that puts them behind the 8-ball a little bit. And what has put them behind the 8-ball is Race Thompson and Xavier Johnson are both out with injury. And reading the press clippings from Mike Woodson two days ago, who said, quote, I cannot pinpoint their return, doesn't seem like these two guys will be playing against Michigan State either. Uh, yes, they beat Wisconsin. Uh, they really held Wisconsin to no points. I, I think they held them at under 50 points, if I'm not mistaken. But when they started Big Ten play one and four, all right, they gave up 80 plus points to Penn State, Iowa, and Northwestern. So yes, Indiana can score, but they can also see the other teams score as well. They are a track meet team, and sometimes when it does turn into a track meet, it doesn't go the right way for Indiana. And what we will like to. Yeah, they're good at shooting the three. They're good at shooting the two. Their free throw percentage is not all that sterling. 68% from the line. That's 10th best in the Big Ten. So keys to the game here. Indiana looks to be vulnerable on wing defense. So yes, of course, the easy thing to say is, hey, just have four players each make three three three-pointers like Michigan State did against Rutgers. That's a lot to ask for, especially on the road. But Keep the ball movement up, and yeah, maybe you will be finding those open looks. And hopefully, unlike Rutgers on the road tonight, hopefully you can, you know, hit those open looks. So yeah, just get a few of those. You know, don't don't overthink things, just put the ball in the hoop. And also, I think that A.J. Hogard versus Hood Shafino matchup is going to be a fascinating one to watch. Or maybe they even put Tyson Walker on him as well. I know he's given up about 5 or 6 inches in that matchup, but man, just like we saw tonight against Rutgers or any other game you've ever seen, tyson walker play in this man has the hands of a black belt karate master uh fast hands so hopefully maybe you put him on the turnover prone freshman start to get him a little wonky and yeah maybe that changes the game as well and uh hey here's another key to the game don't give up 18 offensive rebounds i'm just gonna hammer that point home but yes right now we're gonna call it that six game stretch where uh Tom Izzo said that Malik Hall is going to be out for two to three more weeks. After the Purdue game, there were six games that you'd be looking at uh, where Malik Hall is on the sideline. It was, well, the home game against Rutgers at Indiana. Home against Iowa at Purdue. Neutral game at Madison Square Garden against Rutgers. And then home against Maryland. Bart Torvik said you would be 2-4 and in that stretch. Well, he actually stole a game already. From Bart Torvik, uh, they thought that Michigan State would lose to Rutgers. They thought it was going to be a razor-thin margin. But hey, right now you're looking at a three-and-three three run in that stretch of six games without Malik Hall. To me, look, I, I know three and three is 500, and that's not going to win you a Big Ten title. But personally, me, I've moved on from Big Ten title hopes. Now I'm just, hey, just get the highest seed you possibly can in March. Tread water when Malik Hall is gone. And so, yeah, I think I would take 3-3. and You stole one today. You can really steal one on Sunday. Bart Torvik has Indiana favored by three points. Maybe that changes after their Illinois performance. But right now, this could be another close game going on in Assembly Hall with our Michigan State Spartans. And you know where to find us after the game. It's Locked on Spartans, your team in green and white, every single day. Please go enjoy your weekend. You've earned it. That's right, you listening, you watching. Thank you so much. Rate, review, subscribe, do whatever makes you happy because what makes me happy is you having a great weekend. Love you all. Go Green.